Uh, so last week, Browns Chiefs. During at one point of the game, the head, the running backs coach Greg Lewis, got into a fight with Browns safety Ronnie Harrison. It was found that the Chiefs coach got involved with Ronnie Harrison first. Then Harrison defended himself. And a lot of people that day was not only just mad at Lewis. They was kind of more mad at Harrison. And they were like, oh, both should not have done it. So today, Tom Pelissaro tweeted, The NFL fine Brown safety Ronnie Harrison $12,128 for last week's shoving match with Chiefs running backs coach Greg Lewis. He, he was not fined by the league, but he reserved a warning that any subsequent violations will result in discipline, according to team and league sources. Now, Harrison also got kicked out of that game. Now, he, he may not be a big player for the Browns, but that part don't matter. The Chiefs coach was allowed to coach the rest of that game. And Tom Pelissero tweeted under that, Why did Lewis get only a warning from the NFL while Harrison was ejected and fined? When the entire incident was reviewed, Lewis's actions weren't deemed worthy of a fine per source. And then his third tweet under that, The NFL sent the memo to all GMs, head coaches, and others this week, reiterating non-player personnel are prohibited from making unnecessary physical contact with opponents more on the fallout from the Ronnie Harrison, Greg Lewis dust up here. And it's a link to NFL.com. So, I have a big problem with this. One, the, the NFLPA needs to step in real quick and get involved. But, if you want to find Ronnie Harrison, uh, I guess just to set the tone of, hey, you know, don't be doing that. But, Ronnie Harrison shouldn't get no punishment at all. Greg Lewis, If Greg Lewis doesn't do what he did to Ronnie Harrison, Ronnie Harrison doesn't Get in Greg Lewis's face. If someone hits someone first, that person is allowed to defend themselves. That's all Ronnie. That's all Ronnie Harrison was doing. Why should Ronnie Harrison be Greg Lewis's punching bag? And for all the verified accounts on Twitter last week, and for er- and or for everybody during the week, or or for people today, whether you're Chiefs fans or Browns fans. This is the kind of stuff that sh- your fandom shouldn't matter, alright? And, of course, you're going to have Chiefs fans just defending the Chiefs, you know. It's not like it's Mahomes or Hill. It's a running backs coach. How valuable really is a running backs coach? And, sure, how valuable is Ronnie Harrison? One doesn't know. He could be the third safety. He could be the second safety. Who knows? Um, But... He should not have been fined. And he had to miss the rest of that game. The whole second half. So, that's pretty big. What if he plays in that game still and he makes a pretty big, important play? And that could end up the Browns winning. Be That could be the difference. So, if, if you kick out a head coach 
or defensive or offensive coordinator, that's big. If you kick out a running backs coach, that's not that big of a deal. Because the offensive coordinator or the head coach can just step in and solve that task. So the NFL should have done things a hell of a lot differently. And yeah, what's your thoughts on that? See, I didn't even notice that was happening until I saw the highlights, and that was crazy. Um, the thing that is that I feel like if you're gonna eject one, you gotta eject both. Um, you can't be just be like having one and let the coach get skated. Um, I just feel like you know the coach is the one that's really at fault here because he's the one that injected himself. Harrison basically was defending himself because as a man, when someone's putting their hands on you, your first instinct is to defend yourself. So I truly think that I feel like the, the running, like the Korean rest coach, should have gotten ejected. And, and um, unfortunately, and this is where it's kind of like more the level of the law, like he kind of had to get injected too because even though you're defending yourself, you're still putting your hands on the coach. So, I feel like both should have gotten So, you gotta, you gotta do both. So, I feel like both's gotta go. That's kind of how I feel. You're still putting your hands on a coach. It's the unpopular decision, but it's the right decision. That's what I would have done. Why? See, see now, James is a clown, so, so of course, he would feel that way. But, but, why do you say such a clown thing? Like, because if you, because you can't be, because you gotta be punishing both to set the example. You can't be putting your hands on a coach, regardless of the situation. And a coach can't be getting himself in, involved in the player as well. So the coach and the player both need to go to set the example. You can't be doing that to each other. You gotta set the example. So you check them both. Alright, the reason why they're wrong. Just, just like in law. There's the main bad guy, and there's the co-bad guy. The accomplice never gets the same sentence as the one who actually went through with it. So, Ronnie Harrison is a getaway driver. Greg Lewis is the guy running into the bank, stealing the money. And possibly shooting the security guard. Why should Ronnie Harrison get the same amount of jail time for just being an accomplice? When he didn't kill nobody or steal no money. I get that. I truly get that. I get where you're coming from. But again, it's setting the example. It's being a professional. It's understanding you know your place. A coach should not be doing that to a player, and a player should not be reacting that way to a coach. A quicker way to say this. Start none, there will be none. Greg Lewis, don't step up to Ronnie Harrison. Ronnie Harrison don't need to defend himself. And because it's Past 12 during the morning. Normally we could debate this further. But I don't need James to continue to make a fool of himself. Uh, a couple of. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do my usual five picks. 
five picks for the week tomorrow that I think are locks. One of them for sure, Browns-Texans. The second one, Rams-Colts. The third, 49ers-Eagles. The fourth, Saints-Panthers. And the fifth, Broncos-Jaguars. And the reason why I'm not touching Pat Saints is because they're both rookies. And even though the Patriots played a hell of a lot better last week than the Jets did, the Jets didn't play terrible. So they're showing signs. The reason why the reason why I'm not touching Bucks Falcons is even though it doesn't take away from the embarrassment, Matt Ryan will have a hell of a lot of motivation to beat the guy that made his whole NFL career an embarrassing moment. And they even talked about this on I think first take or get up, I'm not sure. But the question the question was asked Oh oh it was first take. The question was asked, is it fair that Matt Ryan's career is defined by twenty eight to three? Dan Orlowski said it's not fair. And he also was the one, by the way, that mentioned he's a possible Hall of Famer. But I say, you know what? It's totally fair. Because all he had to do, you know, it's it's one thing that a coach lets you know the play. Matt Ryan wasn't a rookie quarterback in that Super Bowl. He's been in like five, six plus years. Matt Ryan could have said, you know what, listen, it's their quarter. We up 20-3, boys. We scored enough. We run a ball. Even if we punt the rest of the game, we run the ball enough. Brady can't score enough points. Even, even if he scores every touchdown the rest of the way. Because we're taking three, four, five minutes off the clock each possession. They're going to run out of time. And you can run the ball successfully. Throw it a little bit. They could have threw the ball 60% of the time. And then threw the ball a little bit. And kicked a couple field goals. Guess what? They, they probably win that game. Let's say 43-37. to 37. And that's not a laughable moment. Tom Brady has six strings. And, and and there you go. But it is completely fair that that is what he's defined by. Just like it is completely fair. Look at Mark Sanchez. All anybody thinks about when you hear Mark Sanchez. The Buffalo Bowl. Look at Tim Tebow. Crap quarterback in the NFL. But won a playoff game. All anybody will talk about is him being an analyst or his failed trying out baseball career. Some people are defined by one thing, and it is okay. 20 to 3 is a thing for a reason. People people say 20 to 3, and if and if you're a sports fan, 
you're gonna know what that means, alright, it is, it is what it is, and just like, guess what, Kyle Shanahan, he's known for blowing Super Bowls, so until he wins one, that, that's what he's gonna be known for. I'm going to take Dan Orlovsky's side and say that it's not fair. Um, I'm going to be that guy. Um, well, I think it's I think it's totally not right to just put all that on Matt Ryan. Um, yes, he is, he is still a veteran quarterback, but to say that all that's on him, it, 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 it's insinuating that he's the responsibility for all that. Last time I checked, I didn't I didn't know Matt Ryan also played defense. Um, why didn't the defense show up? Dan Quinn, I believe Dan Quinn was offensive coordinator at the time. Why didn't he make an adjustment? So to put all of that on, on Matt Ryan, that is not fair. He is a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, the man has helped revitalize a franchise that was floundering after what happened with Michael Vick. So he has he is, he is been the face of the Atlanta franchise. Um, he's been the, the franchise leader in all of its major statistical categories. Um, I think it's very unfair to put that all on him. For him, that's all he's known for, where he has, you know, won a league MVP, you know, put, put up impressive numbers, been to a Pro Bowl. You know, that that's totally unfair to put all of that on Matt Ryan. So Matt you, Ryan, you I got you all back. the credit for victories. I understand. Who? Who? I, I, I understand that the quarterback, you know, gets all the credit. So and all then the why shouldn't they get all but, the credit for the losses? But I still think it's unfair you put that all on him. And I agree with Dan Orlovsky. So I agree with Orlovsky. A lot, and then sad part for Orlovsky, unfortunately, he was also the same quarterback that ran in the end zone that got the safety when he played for the Detroit He Lions. mentioned that on that one. But I, I, will, I will agree that I agree with Dan. I'm signing with Dan on this one. He should not be remembered for that 20-3. So you know that quarterbacks get all the prison for the wins, but it's not fair that they get all the prison for losses. What a nope. weird take. Because there's, there's a lot more to a football game than just, you know, everything on the quarterback, man. Because, like I said, yes... It is it is an easy take to say, well, yes, uh, Matt Ryan, you know, he could have made the adjustments, which is true. He could have. Like, I'm not disputing that. But there were other elements. The defense gave up a lot of points. What about that? Why didn't Dan Quinn if, make the if adjustments, If the shoe too? was on the other foot, do you think Brady would have allowed himself to blow that lead? I don't know. I've never seen oh, Brady blow stop. a lead, so I, yeah, I can't yeah, there answer. You, go. Boom. you I just said it. You've never seen Tom Brady blow a lead like that. Because I've, because I've never seen it happen. So I can't answer that question. Because I've, I've never seen Brady. I mean, I've, ne- I've seen Brady come back. I mean, I saw him come back against the Broncos. I saw him come back against the Falcons. I saw him come back. Technically, it did. It did. It did happen once. Um, and and normally I wouldn't be that guy to bring it up. But but I think it will look bad of me not bringing it up because I know it existed. I think it was a playoff game. It was either a playoff game or... Or regular week game against the Colts. It was a playoff game. Yes, it was. I two thousand six. Um, there you go. The title game. Wild card game. Yes. 
Yes, yeah, so the culture up, no, the culture went down big, and then they came back. Yes, I. But that was one of the rare. That was one of the rare times that. But that, o- that other than that, it has Tom Brady has a twenty-eight to three lead. He's not doing that, especially especially in a Super Bowl. So Matt Matt Ryan, if he says. Nah, fuck that. This falls on us, guys. This... this Dan, Dan Quinn can't win on this game. Kyle Shanahan can't win us this game. Alright? It falls on us. Now, now, even in the scenario I gave you earlier, Tom Brady could have still scored those touchdowns. But if the Falcons are eating four or five minutes a clock, guess what happens? The Patriots are most likely also eating three to five minutes o'clock. So when you add all that together, the Falcons win. Same thing with the 49ers. You're up 10 in the fourth quarter in a Super Bowl. And that's when you're up 10. So I can understand why Quinn Shanahan did what they did. They, they were in the third quarter. But when you're up 10 in the fourth, you look to coast, you don't look to make easy turnovers. You don't give up the lead. Now, now lo- losing a 10-point lead isn't bad. But when you lose a 25-point lead in a Super Bowl, that should follow you. And I'm sorry. Quarterbacks can't get all the credit and not get all the reason for the L's too. Matt, guess what? Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan don't yell at Matt Ryan if they win the Super Bowl for not following their calls. Do do you think Tony Dundee told Peyton Manning what to do? No, if Peyton Manning didn't like what was going on, he'd take that shit. Now, the only way a quarterback shouldn't do that is if they're rookie. Like right now, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Wilson... I mean, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. Justin Fields, they can't do that shit. But Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, fucking Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson can, but he shouldn't because he's trash. Oh, my God. But, but, but you get the point. They can change a play call. It's, there's a word for it. It's called audible. You don't like what you're seeing, right? Just like sometimes all the time, there are plays that are designed for run plays. But if you if if you see like the defense is gonna blitz you, do you think you're gonna do the run? No, because the run is most likely gonna be stopped. So he goes back. He he goes from under the center. He goes to the shotgun and receives. Oh shit, we gotta run routes now. That that that's why they have walkthroughs. That's why they have practices for all shit like that. That is that is true. I'm just I'm just saying that like it's just I just feel bad for Matt Ryan that like you know he, like unfortunately he is going to be known by it. He shouldn't. But Guess unfortunately what? He, is he wins the Super Bowl. Home. It's 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 still going to be big, but he's not going to be remembered. That when when you do something that bonehead in your career, okay, just like just like Johnny Damon, his biggest now now this is in a good way. 
But the biggest thing he's going to be remembered for is that super long hair as a Red Sox and the double steal in the World Series against the Phillies. That's what he's going to be remembered for. Brett Phillips, he's going to be remembered for. Mookie Betts' horrible error, plus the other guy's horrible error, and Brett Phillips tying that, you know, hitting that big hit, and and Rosarena scoring that plate in Game 4 of the World Series. So, every everybody is remembered for different things. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. And now, 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 just to end this too, like, if, let, let's say Matt Ryan throws for 50 touchdowns, gets the MVP, which he also had that season. He also had that season. And then he goes to win the Super Bowl, it gets forgotten. Or, the only other way 20 to 3 don't matter as much, is if he gets to another Super Bowl, and he now loses by more than 25 points. Like, if the Falcons are up yet again... Let's say thirty-seven to seven. That that will trump twenty to three, but is it is it fair that that's what he's reminded for for his career? No, I will say it's not fair. But him with Quinn, with Shanahan, with the defense, did it all by themselves. But what's the same thing that gets said through all the things? You run that clock. It doesn't matter how many points Brady scores. It it truly doesn't. There was there was there was I think eleven or eight minutes when they got their first touchdown. So again, four to forty five minutes, and at the very least, let's say the Falcons went three and out the rest of the way. They're still taking. Let's say three ten. Off the clock every time. I believe the Patriots used about four to five minutes every single drive. There was never a big play score that that took them quickly. Remember too. Now, now this is not a Matt Ryan. This is on the defense. They also did allow two two point conversions, but Matt Ryan also did get sacked. No one, no one made him get sacked. So I'm, so I'm just saying. And and also too, let let's be real. And this kind of hurts my pretty argument. No quarterback should get all the success as well. But if the quarterbacks get all the success, they gotta get all the blame. It's a it's a quarterback league. Um, it's a quarterback league. Um, and quickly, um, quickly before we get out of here, um. I'm going to make three to make it short. Um, Saints are going to beat the Panthers. Uh, my locks are Saints going to beat the Panthers. I got I got the Steelers beating the Raiders. And number one, I got the Chargers beating the Cowboys. Why do you got the Chargers beating the Cowboys? Um, I like Justin Herbert. And they're home. I don't trust Dallas' defense. They lost on there. Going to be without Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence. Going to be out six to eight weeks with a, with a broken foot. So I think Herbert's going to Herbert and that receiving core is going to torch that defense. And Zach's going to have to throw because they're going to come from behind. He's going to have to throw fifty five times again, and they're going to lose because 
they don't have the defense to stop Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and the rest of that squad. And talk to the people about this Yankees. Yankees suck. <laughs> Sorry. But um, Yankees got absolutely embarrassed. Lewis Heel, um, he gave up a run. Yankees had uh, scored one, like, didn't score anything until Scan hit a home run that basically was meaningless and the game was running it down. So Heel gets the home run to Yu Chen, and Yankees had a chance in the bottom of the first inning. DJ gets a double. Um, Voight gets hit by a pitch. You know what Aaron Judge does? Grounds into a double play. Stan flies out, inning over. Right there, end of their chances. And then it was one out in the top of the fifth. It was a pop-up to Gary Sanchez. You know what Gary Sanchez did? Dropped the ball. And that leads to a eight-run fifth inning, and that game was already over. The game was already in doubt. So it's just the Yankees are now a half game out of the playoff spot. The Red Sox are a game and a half up on Toronto. It's, um, you know, because Toronto, because uh, Boston's happened to face the dregs, because they're, now they're going to be facing the, um, the Mets after they've served against Baltimore. So if, it's, if, if the Yankees don't take care of their business, it looks like the Yankees are going to be up. They're going to be either traveling to Baltimore or they're going to be out. As of right now, the wild card standings are looking as if Red Sox, and then the Yankees outside looking in. And according to our sources, we could have Universal DH, but as I said, they're going to expand the wild. They're going to expand the playoffs to now an extra team from each league. And quickly, what are your thoughts on the potential playoff expansion before we get out of here? I mean, it is, it is completely, completely stupid. And to even, to even go further, and I'm going to lean on the fact that this is true. I don't think it's true, true. But the Gary Sanchez account said earlier today, that they're going to get rid of the wall card game and make that a three game series. If any of that is true, the whole thing's a joke. And I also saw something about the first and second teams get a bye, like the top two teams. But gotta make winning your division mean something and teams shouldn't oh oh here it is I'm hearing that the next collective bargaining agreement will expand the playoffs by one team in each league the wild card game is dead it will now be best of three wild card series number one and two seeds get buys three versus six four versus five and the whole point of it all is, you gotta make winning mean something. And by him saying the first two seeds, that that just means, I guess, the best total four records in baseball. 
the best two in the AL, the best two in the National League, get get buys. But that's incredibly stupid because now let's say three beats six, then then one is obviously gonna play. You know, if 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 four if four beats five, right? No, let's say five beats four. Then, then one would probably play five, and two would play three. But you're now having them wait. You're having the one and two wait. Now, even if they did the wild card games three in a row, they can't have a day off for travel day. They they gotta play on that day. You know, but that's that is so incredibly dumb, and. I even thought that when they made the extra wild card spots, them, they they should go back to the original format. Three division teams, one wild card team. None of this, none of this wild card round. You know, if you want to expand the division series to the best of seven and just do all best of sevens, ALDS, CS and World Series, NLDS and NLCS and World Series do that but having all this wild card games i get why they're doing it extra money more fan bases to believe in but then you also get in the watered down playoffs you're, you're gonna possibly have playoff games where more teams will try sure but you still know who most likely is gonna win and if it's not if, if the Blue Jays aren't lucky enough to match up with Jose Barrios, and it's Chris Sale versus Barrios game one, that's a good game. But if it's now Nick Pavetta and Hundred Ryu game two, both teams are going to beat the living shit out of each other. The Blue Jays are going to kill Nick Pavetta, as the Orioles did today, by the way. But, but it just wasn't enough. So, so if that's a good team, they do more than Pavetta. Pavetta doesn't exit the first inning. He he can't get out of the first inning. And, and then they're going to have the Red Sox beat the living shit out of you, which is what the Twins did yesterday to you. So that's going to be boring. I mean, this, this whole thing, I'm telling you, baseball is starting to look like crap. And this is why the NFL will always be king. Even basketball is done with this fagazi format, man. You know, NHL is the only league that can even challenge the NFL with their playoffs. But even even still with NHL, you're not getting everyone to buy in every night. And if people have to choose between the NFL and, and the NHL, more likely than not, NFL is going to win. So, these three other leagues got fucking problems. And, you know, the NFL had the quickest CBA negotiations ever. A 10-year agreement. It's never been that long. And baseball hasn't hasn't had any problems. Alright? Since fucking 1993, for God's sake. Like, ugh. I'm telling you, next year's probably not going to start on time. Because the PA is going to want to dig in. The players are going to want to dig in. The owners are going to want to dig in. And if 
if you now have if you now have to have no baseball in April, guess what? That's gonna force other people to f- go all in on basketball or go all in on hockey. And you know what? I don't want to have to watch hockey games, man. I I really do not want to watch more hockey games than I plan on watching. And I usually plan on watching zero. But if there's no baseball, NFL ain't going on. You know what? I'm going to have to watch a hell of a lot more Islander and Ranger games than I want to. And plus, that gives James too much of a happy satisfaction. So Major League Baseball, man, you better get your shit together. Well, I guess James agrees. I honestly, yes, I definitely agree, and I get where you're coming from. I think the pro- I, uh, I think the problem is though, it's all about money, Nick. They're doing this for money. It's all about money. You know how the Avenue Rams is. They're doing this for money, and it's going to be a very interesting negotiation. And quickly, the Mets and Phillies, my um, where teal wristbands to promote minor leaguers because they're upset about their pay. Yeah, that's 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 another thing that has to try to get corrected as well. And I mean, shout out to Kevin Gosman last night for hitting a walk off sack fly. I gotta be honest, that's pretty, pretty embarrassing. But even just for that moment, we still need a universal DH. Kevin Gosman hitting a walk off sack fly. Is not reason enough to keep nationally with no DH. Having an occasional Madison Bumgarner home run is not reason enough to keep NL with the no DH. Alright? And and also, quick talk to the Cleveland Indians, whoever the hell runs their Twitters. You're talking mad shit about the Yankees just because you won 11-3. Last time I checked, not only did you guys lose the last three World Series you've been in, 95 against the Braves, 97 against the Marlins, 2016 against the Cubs, um, you guys also got no hit three times this year. Yep. More than anybody else. And you're talking a whole lot of shit on social media. And one last thing before we we end this. And this is something that cannot go without saying. I'm sure James saw it. Everyone saw it on social media today. It broke. It became famous. It became, became nonsensical. And it became just something where everybody could talk shit about. Dan... Clark Sports. Oh my god. Dan Clark on Twitter. This clown, this guy, had the audacity to want to charge 50 to 100 bucks just to go on somebody's podcast. Now, I don't know who asked him to come on his podcast. I'm not sure how it started. And I'm scrolling on his timeline now just to see the whole original tweet. 
But he says he charges that because he spends prep time, also side communication, and <laughs> he actually said something six hours ago, was planning to announce a few podcast appearances I have scheduled for next week tonight, but perhaps I'll do it tomorrow, and said, seems a touchy subject. Three periods. Then on the on the bottom, I guess he did like two or three space bars. A kiss emoji. So I just retweeted that. But who do you think you are? I get you verified. Maybe you see yourself as a big deal. Twitter obviously sees yourself as a big deal. Alright? But, I mean, come on. And he... Maybe this has something to do with that. I'm not sure. Quote. The teenage prefrontal cortex is still developing. They might rely on the amygdala to make decisions or respond more than adults do. The amygdala is associated with emotions, impulses, aggressions, and instinctive behavior. Sometimes I forgot I have a lot of teenage followers. And then... Everybody, oh, here it is. Here it is. I have always charged $5,200 per podcast guest appearance. As I spend at least an hour prepping, followed by 25 to 30 minute discussion. And I also promote the appearance, both pre and post recording, to help grow their following. That's tweet one of Bull Dookie. And that one, 21 receipts. 1,691 quote tweets, 521 likes. Yesterday, a guy asked me onto his podcast, and I explained my fees. He responded with, fuck off. I guess my question is, do people just expect shit for free nowadays? Why, why should I invest two plus hours of my time and not be remunerated for it? His, his response was disgusting and highlighted to me. Why some podcast appearances just aren't worth the cash. What a rude asshole. No wonder he only has a small following with an attitude like that. He will never grow it into something successful. Jerk. So, man, there's there's super a lot to unpack here. But John Boy kind of made him look like Booble the Fool. He said that. He's had him on I, I, one of his properties, I've talked baseball, etc. A fee was never discussed. So it looks like Dan Clark picks and chooses who to charge. And then I'm not going to talk about every retweet, but this is just, I guess, one of the few that Dan Clark chose to quote tweet back. Rip Griffin quote tweeted him, I don't ask for money when I am a guest on podcast. That's just ridiculous. And Dan Clark said, in all due respect, rest in peace. You have 534 followers and your reach is 1.2% of mine. Marketing 101 champ. So, Dan Clark, I mean, you might be a little worse. Nah, not a little, I'm sorry. You're very worse than Gary Sheffler Jr. And you need to get a hold of yourself, one. You were small at 1.2. 
and you're probably even smaller now that you said all this bullshit. Um, I'm sure you got a handout at first. You got help. And it's called paying it forward, guy. Or are you just a selfish prick who takes and doesn't give back? So, yeah. But meanwhile, if, if you're just picking and choosing who to charge, it makes you an asshole. I'm sure at one point I, we, we might have wanted you to come on. Actually, I'm looking at the DM. I never did send him a message. Thank God. Um, at one point, he followed us. We followed him. Then at one point, he unfollowed. We unfollowed him back. So, th so thanks for that. I mean, he does have a big reach. You know, I'm so 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 cool for him. But and and some people were just being that guy just to you know side with him. Look, here's the only thing I'll be on Dan's side about. If that's the only way he's making money, if his only job is to go on podcasts to talk, fair game. He can charge the person who wants them on his pod, can choose not to take them. But that's not his only meaning for making money, man. That can't be it. That can't be his only way to make a living for himself. Because, and, and also if it is, you, you're charging too little then. So for the fact that he's charging too little, that's not his sole meaning of mo earning money to earn a living for him and his family. So, you know what? Yes, you do stuff free. And also, by the way, we've had big industry leaders from ESPN and, and other stuff. Money never once talked about it. And if it did... We probably would have declined. Not because we wouldn't want them on. But we're not a big corporation who could spend money like that. Because all the guests we've had should get a hell of a lot more than 50 to $100. So Dan Clark, relax buddy and uh, go in the trash can. You played yourself Dan. Don't play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Clown. That's really your only thoughts on this? It's just, you know, it's kind of sad because he, um, he, I thought that he was kind of cool, but then he just makes a ridiculous thing, and then that thing was just clownish behavior. You don't pay about. Now, again, if this is his only source of income, then yes, I agree that, hey, listen, you got to charge what you got to charge because, you know, you need to you need to survive, especially in this ass world. But if this ain't your only source, man, you know, you're a clown, Dan, Dan Court, man. And besides, man, you're like, I don't care how good or how bad your podcast is, you know, the fact that you're not going to be helping other people out. And then, call, and then Jake Kyle and then John Boy exposed you and said, like, oh, like, we never discussed a fee to be amount, man. You just got exposed. Just take the L, guy. Just hey, take the L. Take the L and keep it going. That's all. He's 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 up there with Gary Sheffield Jr. It's one of the worst verifies accounts on Twitter. And one last reading. This guy, Kevin Clark. I don't love Twitter pylons and try to avoid them, but I just want to say this is terrible. Terrible attitude for media. Go on pods with people whose work you respect. Do it free. Do it for free. Don't be weird about it and don't be rude to people you're not going to pod with. And that's very true. Listen, 
we ask a lot of people to come on the pod. They don't always get back to us. They don't always say yes. I mean, if they if they just ignore the request, that's rude. But but it's okay. You can't get everybody. You can't please everybody. But the more people you ask, the more people is most likely gonna say yes. And that's because they want to come on your pod. They like your work. They like talking to you. And 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 we've had a lot of the same people we've had over the whole time doing this podcast. And it's reciprocal. And it's cool. And that's how people should do it. So, look, Dan. Obviously, you're right, too. You know, even though I think his response wasn't fair, but by him saying what he said to you, you have a right to decline. But also, just by thinking you're a big shot and by charging 50 to to $100 and, and, and prepping, how much time do you really need to prep? And also, if, if, if you're being honest, you tell us you're using that time to prep. But are you really prepping? And talk about the cross-promotion. It's not that hard to click a retweet, my guy. It doesn't take a hell of a lot of time to press quote tweet. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. Oh, guys, by the way, this Thursday at 8 o'clock, I'm going to be on this podcast. You guys can catch it live or you guys can catch it after it drops. Um, be feel free and look at it. doesn't take a lot. Once we're done recording, I won't drop it till the morning, but it's going to take me two minutes to drop it. And 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 not that I pre-talk about guests, but if I did, it would take two minutes to do. It's not a lot. So if it's not a lot for me, if it's not a lot for Jane, if it's not a lot for anybody else in the world, then you are not that important. Sorry, buddy. I agree, you know, humble yourself, you're not that big, and also, always, always pay it forward, man, you gotta pay it forward, because you always, because you never know what one act of kindness would do, Dan, you earn some humility, you ain't that, you ain't that special, bro. Facts.